0: All right, check it out. It's been the topic of many films and TV shows and songs, books, even computer games. And its code name was Operation Overlord. And it happened during World War II, and it was the largest amphibious invasion in history with 12 allied nations providing the fighting forces. The invasion fleet was drawn from 8 different navies, comprised of 6,939 vessels, 1,213 warships, 4,126 transport vessels, 736 ancillary craft, 864 merchant vessels, 13,000 fighter bomber transport aircraft, 570,000 tons of supplies, and 1 million men by the end of the month. But yet, even with such a massive historical invasion force, it totally caught the Germans off guard. Get this. Some troops, German troops, stood down. Many of their senior officers were away for the weekend. Dozens of their division, regimental, and battalion commanders were away from their posts, conducting war games elsewhere. Listen, one of their most famous generals took a few days leave to celebrate his wife's birthday. But when all was said and done on that fateful day, the massive horde of allied forces invaded the beaches, dropping 195,000 tons of bombs, established a beachhead that not only liberated all of northern France, but became the beginning of the end for the Nazi Reich. The date was June 6, 1944. The battle was D-Day, or the Battle of Normandy. Okay, now, Folks, how many of you guys, hopefully, have heard the Battle of Normandy, or D-Day? Right? I think we all have, okay. And how many guys would say that with all due respect, storming the beaches of Normandy was a pretty intense time for those men? Slightly, okay? And and again, hear my heart, with all due respect to those who lost their lives on D-Day and sacrificed their lives for freedom. Okay, what if I were to tell you I know of a battle that makes D-Day look like a birthday? And what if I were to tell you that this battle didn't occur in just one place, at one country, at one time, but it's going on right now, today, all over the world, and it's been leaving a trail of death and destruction for centuries. Folks, I am talking about the satanic war on the Christian. The satanic war on the Christian. And this is the facts, folks. We Christians, we don't battle here and there. We don't battle once in a while. We go to war, whether you believe it or not, every single day. Because the facts are, Christian, whether they feel it, see it, believe it or not, the moment you got saved, you entered into a spiritual war against a demonic host whose sole purpose is to destroy you and extinguish your effectiveness for Jesus Christ. That's our reality every single day. Now, here's what's ironic, okay, is what most wars, they go on, World War II, what, four or five years, right? Most wars go on for a few years, some even longer, okay, but this war, the satanic war on the Christian, has been going on for the last 2,000 years, nonstop, and it's sending people straight into hell, and what's ironic is most people will talk about all the other wars in history, okay, and rightly so, we even have the History Channel, Okay, in the military, and that's great. Rightly so, we need to talk about it. Yet how many people, even Christians, will even discuss this longest war in the history of mankind? The satanic war on the Christian that has destroyed more lives for all eternity than all the wars put together. Okay? That's serious stuff, folks. So I don't know about you, but I think it would be wise for us to learn a little bit more about this satanic war on the Christian. How about you guys? Hey, great answer, we're going to do it anyway, guy, but thanks for playing along, okay? (laughs) Folks, it's pretty simple. I mean, hello, if you're going to win a war, the first thing you must know, come on, okay, is you need to know who your enemy is, right? I mean, that's just common sense principles right there. And folks, that enemy flat out that we have to deal with is none other than Satan himself, the devil, okay? And contrary to popular opinion, folks, he really does exist. He is not a figment of people's imagination, but as always, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God's. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, okay? And if you find Malachi, what do you do? Hey, you guys are on the ball. That's right. Very next book, Old Testament to New Testament. But uh, Matthew chapter 4, of course, we are dealing with the temptation of Jesus. And as we all know, Jesus was having a conversation with himself, He was just staring at the wall. He watched a Bugs Bunny cartoon and it's just a figment of his imagination. This whole passage is make believe. Are you kidding me? Who was there? Who was the one tempting Jesus at his temptation? A literal Satan, a literal devil. Let's go ahead and stand as we get ready to read the temptation of Jesus, right? Chapter 4, Matthew, verse 1 through 11. Here's what the Word of God says Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by who? The devil, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the who? The devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, it's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the who? Who? The devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said, all this I will give to you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, away from me, who? Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the who? The devil left him and the angels came and attended him. You may be seated. Okay. Now, folks, I know it's still early in the morning, but I'm confident you guys are going to get this one. But according to the Bible, how many guys would say that the devil really exists? Just in this one passage, okay? And that the devil, literal devil, Satan, literally tempted Jesus. Anybody coming to the same conclusion without any help, okay? Okay, listen, he's not just mentioned once, not just twice. He is mentioned five times here in just 11 verses in this one passage, and it's dealing with Jesus. And if you're going to take the existence of Jesus literally, who also do you have to take literally? The devil or Satan. He's mentioned here, four is the devil, one is Satan, but this is the problem. The church today is losing the satanic war on the Christian because they don't even know who the enemy is. Listen, the reason why they don't know who the enemy is is because they don't even believe he exists in the first place. It's crazy. We just read one passage dealing with our literal Lord and Savior Jesus, and yet they say, oh, no, just a figment of your imagination. Okay. Now, let me share those stats with you. It's very, frankly, Disturbing. Okay, of what is going on and I expect this from the world but not the church Not the church does satan really exist. Here's the facts polls tend to show that americans consider themselves largely a religious people 95% always comes back now religion doesn't save you, right? What did jesus say to those who were into religion away from me you evildoers? I never knew you Going to church services doesn't save you, folks. Getting dunked with water doesn't save you. It's only bowing a knee, acknowledging that it's only the work of Jesus Christ on the cross that will get you to heaven, forgiveness of your sins. That's it. Okay, religion. But, but that's it. But they consider themselves religious. Americans, by and large, period, high uh, factor. 95% say they believe in God. Now, does that save you? No. James chapter 2 says what? Even the demons believe in God, and they what? Shudder, and hell, demons aren't saved. So again... That's not good. But, in fact, there's also large numbers of Americans say, Oh, yeah, we believe in heaven, too. We don't only believe in God. We believe in heaven, and we believe in angels. Now, what's ironic, what's Satan? He's a fallen angel, right? But they believe in angels. Of course, the the good ones, so to speak, right? Now, here's the facts. In another survey, people were asked whether they thought hell existed as an actual location, a place of physical torment. Only 31% said they did, which means, flip it around, 69% do not believe in hell. Or you believe in God, you say you're religious, you believe in heaven. Of course, everybody wants to believe in that. You believe in angels. They're not demons. Uh, but you refuse to believe in a hell. Did you know that hell's still there whether you believe it or not? And did you know you're still going there until you bow a knee before Christ? He's the only way to heaven. right? And that's sad. Okay, now, now that's the problem. That's the world. Listen, so-called American Christians who say they believe in Satan is only 35%. Flip it around. That means 65% of the American church right now says Satan is not real. He's a symbol of evil. He's symbolic. Or as the world would say, oh, it's just you preachers. That's what you pull out your little card just to scare people to give you money. 65% of the church says that. Now, one person said this. The reason why is it even impacting the church? I expect that from the world, but not the church. They say it's because Hollywood has made evil accessible and tame, making Satan and demons less worrisome than the Bible suggests they really are. (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, it's just a cartoon. I mean haven't you guys seen the movie? He's just a red pitchfork guy or that's just those guys trying to glamorize it. It's not real It's just there to scare you. You know those thriller movies and the horror No, he's real. He's very real. In fact frankly, I wonder who's behind a lot of those horror movies You've seen those those are satanic. Give me a break. That's the irony of the situation now They say and it's also because of this it's hard for achievement driven self-reliant independent people to believe that their lives can be impacted by unseen forces we're too sophisticated for this scare tactic. This is the church. Not the world. The church. In fact, 65% denying the existence of a literal Satan is bad enough. If these guys' report is true, it's way worse than that. Watch this.
1: This is a research firm called the Bonner Group, and it divides people in ages. And it says only 1% of the youngest adults, 18 to 23, has a, quote, biblical worldview, which is that the Bible is completely accurate and Satan's... A, Real being. Only 1% of young adults and only 9% of all American adults have a biblical worldview. That is, that the Bible is completely accurate, uh, which includes Satan being a real being or force.
0: So now what are you at? 91 to 99% don't even believe in a literal devil. <laughs> We're in trouble, folks. No wonder the church today is getting beat up. No wonder we don't even know who the enemy is. 91 to 99% say we don't even have an enemy. And folks, what's disturbing is those statistics. are not just mind-blowing. Listen, they are completely unbiblical. Jesus was tempted by what? A mere symbol of evil? A figment of your imagination? Something make-believe? No, a literal devil. I didn't say that. Jesus did multiple times. Now, what's also mind-blowing to me is how in the world could you sit there and say... That the devil doesn't exist when there is tons of evidence all around you. And I've shared this before, folks, but come on. Let's just deal with reality here. You want proof of the devil? Here you go, right here. (laughs) That is not Photoshop. I know you're tempted to think That is not Photoshop. Those are all natural, unnatural, growing horns on that devil chicken there. In fact, you know what? I even found the Antichrist while shopping. This is a package of you-know-what, right? But look at that price. It's circled in red, folks. I didn't make this up. 666. You know that's the Antichrist. (laughs) Right there, okay, right out in the open if people would stop denying the existence of that, okay? In fact, you, you think it's really good for you? Uh-uh. It is flat-out evil, period. Anytime your meat product gives you a 10% coupon off of a flu shot, that's evil, folks. That's not a good sign, okay, of what's going on, all right? And, and In fact, you know, not only meat products uh, can prove the existence of the devil, apparently, in this church. Uh- <laughs> But I've actually heard, and Karen, you could resonate with this one. How many times you said, "Man, my kids possessed of the devil sometimes." You know, they get out of hand. In, in fact, let me, like this, like this, mom. Watch what their, watch what her daughter did. This is crazy. What? Good afternoon, madam. Yeah, I'm sorry, I've seen it. Can I see your papers, please? Hello? Mommy in a bit of a hurry, was she?
1: <laughs> Step out of the car, madam! Step out of the vehicle now! <laughs>
0: Parents ever have days like that? <laughs> Woo, man! All right, devil chickens, devil kids. I get that. That's some proof there. Okay, <laughs> somebody's in trouble. Okay, but seriously, folks, as tempting as those proofs I gave you are, right? Devil chickens and devil kids. Okay, believe it or not, there's an even more reliable evidence. Okay, of a literal uh, existence of a literal Satan. Okay, and that's what we're going to deal with today. Two ways, and the first one is, of course, hello, the Bible. The biblical proof, and that's what we should stand on in all seriousness. Folks, believe it or not, Matthew 4, hello, we just read it, that's our opening text. That's just one of many passages, Old Testament, New Testament, proving the existence of a literal Satan, a literal devil, over and over and over again. Ever since the fall of mankind, Genesis chapter 3, all the way to the very end of the book of Revelation, we are in a war with this enemy. He really does exist, okay, and I want to share with you some of that proof and I'm just going to rip through these So pay attention with me hang on because I want you to realize this isn't just an aberration in the scripture It's not just a few spurious passages It's all over the place and I can't get them all for you because we'd be here all day just doing that But let me share just some biblical proof. It starts at the very first book of the bible The temptation of man genesis 3 3 through 5 the serpent said who? The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. The fall of man was because of a figment of their imagination. This is all a pipe dream. Why we have a sin nature, why we're doomed to hell apart from Christ, and why the world is cursed, it's because of nothing. The Genesis account deals with a literal devil. The whole basis of why there is evil and suffering is from a literal devil. First Chronicles 21. Who? Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take census of Israel. Job, the account of Job, what was going on there? One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And who? Satan also came with them. The Lord said to who? Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming through the earth, going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to who? Satan have you considered my servant Job? There's no one on earth like him He's blameless and upright a man who fears God shuns evil does Job fear God for nothing Satan replied, Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything? He has you bless the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land But stretch out your hand, strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to the, the your face The Lord said who Satan very well then everything he has is in your hands But on the man himself do not lay a finger then who? Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now, God was basically having a conversation with himself. Because Satan's not real. He's the figment of your imagination. 91 to 99%. You guys know better than that. Don't, go, don't get caught up in this extremism. He's real. okay? God doesn't talk to the thin air, folks. Satan is a real fallen being. Zechariah 3, 1 through 2. Then uh, he showed me that Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and who? Satan standing on his right side to accuse him. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Matthew 5, now it's the New Testament. Simply let your yes be yes, your no be no, because anything beyond this comes from who? The evil one. Matthew 6, 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Because we all know that Jesus had the Lord's prayer for us to pray for nothing, for no reason, just to fill up dead space. Because that's what we do when we pray. No, because to protect us. From a real evil one. Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the who? The evil one comes and snatches away what's been sown in his heart. So when we share the gospel, there's no spiritual warfare going on. There's nobody there trying to work in that person's brain to say, oh, this is a bunch of baloney. That's just all make... B-. No, it's a literal Satan who's trying to snatch it away. Matthew 16, 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get behind me Who? Satan, you're a stumbling block to me. You have not in the mind the things of God, but the things of men. John chapter 8, Jesus talked two attributes of Satan. You are the father of the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He's what? He's a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks his own nature, for he's a liar and the father of all lies. Okay? Is the character. John 17, 5, Jesus praying for us. I do not ask you to take them out of this world, but to keep them from the who? The evil one, when Jesus intercedes, even for us today, the wonderful priestly prayer in intercession for us today, when he prays to God the Father, he is praying that God keeps us from nothing. No, from a literal evil one in whom we have to deal with every single day. Acts 5.3, then Peter said to Ananias, how has Satan so filled your heart that you lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? Romans 16.20, the God of peace will crush who? Satan, under your feet, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. 1 Corinthians 7:5. Husbands and wives, do not deprive each other except by mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that who? Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Second Corinthians t- 2 Corinthians 11, 2, 10, 11, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ so that no advantage would be taken of us by who? Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. The church is completely being overrun and taken advantage of Satan because they're totally ignorant of his schemes, because they're totally ignorant of his existence on their own doing. It's absolutely crazy. And yet, Paul prayed that that would never happen to the church. And yet, 91 to 99% said, Bunch of baloney. If you can believe that. Oh, 2 Corinthians eleven three. But I'm afraid that the serpent, as he deceived Eve by his craftiness, craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity devotion to Christ. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. No wonder for even who? Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Ephesians six eleven. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to look cool when you come to church services, man. You got that Christian armor on for no reason at all. It's just happening. God is into style, especially here in Vegas. He wants you to look cool. Why do we have the armor of God? Why does he say to put it on? Put on the full armor of God? Oh, it's armor? It's it's not spandex, by the way. It's armor? For what? You do armor with what? With battle, with war. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. 2 Thessalonians 2.9. The coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, will be in accordance with who? The work of Satan, displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders. 2 Thessalonians 3.3. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen and protect you from who? The evil one, a literal enemy. 1 Timothy 3.7, and he must have a good reputation, talking about future church leadership with those outside the church, so that he will not fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. In other words, pride. Uh, 1 Timothy 5.14.15, therefore I want younger widows to get married, bear children, keep house, and give the enemy no occasion for reproach, for some have already turned aside to follow a figment of their imagination. No, a literal Satan. 2 Timothy 2.26, and they came to their senses to escape the snare of the devil having been held captive by him to do his will james 4 submit yourselves then to god resist nothing no, resist the devil and the good news is in Christ he will flee from you. First Peter 5:8 Be self-controlled and alert because your enemy the devil prowls around roaring like a lion looking for somebody to devour. First John 2:13 I'm writing to this you fathers because you know him who's been from the beginning. I'm writing this to you young men because you have overcome through Jesus Christ the evil one. First John 3 8, He who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning the reason why jesus the son of god appeared was to destroy absolutely nothing no the devil's work a real devil okay that's why jesus came first john five eighteen. we know that no one who's born of god sins meaning as a way of life but he who was born of God keeps him, and the evil one, praise God, does not touch him. Revelation 12, 9, almost done. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of the old, who is called who? The devil and Satan, right? Who deceives the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels, the demons, will get to that, Lord willing. Next week, were thrown down with him. Revelation 20, 1 through 12. And I saw an angel coming out down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, holding in his hand a great chain. He sees the who? The dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil, or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years, all during the millennial kingdom. And then after that, here's his future, folks. I like what one guy says. Listen, if the devil's trying to remind you of your past, you need to remind him of his future. Here's where he's going, folks. And the who? The devil deceived him, was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, or lake of fire, where the beast, the antichrist, and the false prophet have been thrown, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now, again, I know it's still early. You got that first one right, but I think you're going to get this one, folks. How many guys would say that the Bible is in emphatically clear that there is a real, live, actual devil, Satan, evil one, whatever you want to call him. He really does exist. Anybody? Okay, now listen. That was just 30 verses. (laughs) Not counting uh, Matthew 4, what we opened up with. That's just 30. Old Testament, New Testament, beginning to the end. Notice at the very get-go, Genesis, all the way to the very end, Revelation, who is in there all throughout the place? Satan, a literal devil. I'm not making this up. It's not just, I'm trying to scare you, no, whatever. That's what the scripture says, Old Testament. Not, and, and that's my point. How in the world? Let's just be honest. How in the world could you sit there and say you're supposed to be a Christian, and you say, when it's all over the scripture, everywhere, I'm not making it up. I didn't get this from Reader's Digest. And by the way, even though that video was from The View, I will make a disclaimer. I'm not giving any credence to The View. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but how can you sit there and say that you're a Christian? And you sit there, when this is all of the scripture, say that Satan is a mere symbol of evil. It's nuts. Okay. Now, here's also the problem. You've got two other problems. It's not just that you do that, which, by the way, sets you up for the enemy to have a heyday with you. Because you don't even believe it exists. It's called the old sneak attack. Then he can come and do whatever he wants with you because that's no, no big deal. Are you kidding me? Not all of our battles are against flesh and blood. How many times has scripture got to tell us that? Okay, that's problem number one. Problem number two is, listen, you cannot deny, as we just saw, you cannot deny the existence of a literal devil unless you deny the literalness of the Bible, period. Right? Because the Bible's replete. And it's not just one passage you deny taking literally. You have, how many passages do you have to say, oh, no, that's not literal, that's not literal, that's not literal, that's not literal, that's not, you have to do that all over the place. And now here's the problem, you just open up Pandora's box. This is why it's even worse. Okay, listen. Maybe then, if the passages that speak of Satan, you say I can't take literally, then why should I take it literally when Jesus said John 14:6, He's the only way to heaven? Should I take that literally? When the Bible says that in the beginning, at the very first page, very first chapter, very first verse says, in the beginning, God created the heavens. Maybe I shouldn't take that literally. Maybe I shouldn't take literally the passages in the scripture that says God hates sin, that God will punish sin, that there is a literal hell. Hey, maybe nobody's got to be concerned about sin or punishment or hell. And can I tell you something? That's precisely what the real devil wants people to do. But once you go down that route and you say, oh, no, I can't take these passages literal of the devil or Satan. That's just symbolic. You undermine everything in the scripture that we teach. The scripture is replete. It is high time, folks, that we in the church deal with the facts and acknowledge the biblical proof, declaring that a literal Satan exists in whom we literally have to deal with every single day. No wonder we're getting whooped up on, right? There's a war going on and we're acting like it's a cakewalk. We don't even know who the enemy is. We don't know who the enemy is because we have actually listened to the world. We've actually listened to the enemy. And we say, oh, no, no, no. Don't be one of those extremists. What are you, a fundamentalist Christian? What are you, one of those wackos? Don't you know that we're all here to learn how to build up our self-esteem and be financially successful? Excuse me? Folks, we have to deal with this reality. Satan is real. He's called the devil. He's called the dragon. He's called the evil one. And we'll get into more of his characters, Lord willing. Uh, in a couple of weeks, okay the Bible you can't get around it the Bible proves the existence of a literal Satan Okay, now the second one okay that proves the existence of Satan is what I call the societal proof The first and foremost you always should go to hello for truth is the Bible number two the societal proof Okay, in other words, just look around for those who would say that the devil's not real, he's just a mere symbol of evil, look around, okay? And this is a common sense question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. If Satan is real, as the Bible clearly demonstrates all over the place, Old Testament, New Testament, okay, and he hasn't been destroyed yet, right? That doesn't happen until the, after the end of the millennial kingdom, at the final rebellion, okay? Then that means he's still alive here on planet Earth messing things up, right? Logically, biblically right? Exactly, okay? Well, guess what? When you look in our society, folks, that's exactly what's going on. Why do you think things are getting so messed up, even in the church? It's because Satan is real, and he's real, and unfortunately, he is alive and well on planet Earth, okay? Now, what's ironic is the same Bible actually tells us this is exactly what you could expect, specifically in the last days. You can actually see an increase of the devil's behavior okay let's take a look at that passage that's revelation chapter 9 speaking of during the seven-year tribulation what's that society going to be like how bad is it going to get well listen to this verse 20 chapter 9 the rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. nothing god did got their attention why listen to how evil that society is going to be they did not stop worshiping who demons are you serious Man, and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk, okay? But the Bible clearly says, folks, that in the last days, it's going to get so wicked that people are actually going to get, listen, they're going to be worshiping demons, actual agents of evil, not just cooperating with them, not just being duped by them, but worshiping them, not God, demons, And it's a good thing that we don't see any signs of that increasing today. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Demons, demonic worship, demonic deception. Uh, In fact, the worship of the biggest fallen demon himself, Satan, is on the rise. Again, this is your societal proof. Just look around, okay? First of all, how many times have we dealt with this? He's done a masterful job of getting people, even in the church, to live like him, act like him, believe like him, think like him, emanate his character. How? When all we do, even as Christians, live for nothing but myself, me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity, self comes first, above God, please self at all costs, above God. That's the number one law of Satanism. Do what you will shall be the whole of the law. And that's what we're telling our whole, our whole world, even in the church. We're training people to be a bunch of devils, not Jesus Christ. So he's already got us trained to act like him, think like him, believe and and emulate him okay but two has gotten so bad and so dark that now satanists are entering all levels of society and i mean flat out open in white air it's just crazy okay and again part of it is because of this disbelief factor we the church should be pointing people away. hey no that's that's just hey dude that is evil man don't go that route no that's that's satan that's satanic that's demonic don't go we don't even talk about that anymore so, so we're not the salt and light to the world saying that this is real. Get away. Stay away. So our own disbelief is paving the way for people to get into that even more so. Number two, it's also partly because of Satanism ease of access. You see, back in the day, you just had to, like, in my case, unfortunately, before I got saved, you had to have somebody else who went to some old bookstore at the backwoods of some town or whatever, some occult thing. You went in there. It was creepy, and you looked around and whatever. Not anymore. Not anymore. You don't have to go to Timbuktu to find out about Satanism, demons, and demon worship, and all that stuff, and all the occult. It's everywhere, especially with the rise of the internet. In fact, listen to this. Because of the internet, people get access to it all the time. And I quote, a surge in Satanism is now being fueled by the internet, listen, and has led to a sharp rise in the demand for exorcism. Get these things out of me. Yeah, and that's what happens when you mess with the enemy. And we talked about this before. Our society, they're, they're, they think it's funny. They're, they're out in the open. MTV Music Awards, Jack Black. You remember that? I just watched this video again this week. He's at the Music Awards, and he got the whole audience, everybody, to join hands and pray to Satan on TV, and I quote, dear dark Lord Satan. And then he asked Satan and all the participants to give the musicians and the nominees continued success in the music industry right out in the open. And even if you think you were joking, that is nothing to joke about. In California, getting bad over there. I have cited all my sources. If you want them, you can have them. I'm not making this up. Listen to what's also going on in California schools, not just the homosexual issue and and all that other stuff. Listen to this. And I quote, schools in California, some of them are saying, quote, listen, Lucifer is a model and a guardian. Most of what contributes to our work as teachers in California, preparation for our work, artistic work, even meditative work, is under the guardianship of Lucifer, quote, we can become great teachers under his supervision. And you wonder why we homeschool. Oh, it's it's going even worse. Listen to this. A satanic temple has also, talking about schools, has launched a campaign for schools called Protect Children Day. Have you heard about this? Where they actually want children to openly pray to Satan in school. Quote, we want children to know that they are permitted to pray to Satan in school. You can't pray to God. You can't pray to Jesus. But you're allowing Satanists to let kids say, oh yeah, pray to Satan all you want. In our schools. University level. Schools, I'm telling you, are being taken over, folks. They're having satanic black masses. They're having satanic courses in school. All this it's crazy, okay? And the one that was caused the, the, the big uproar, and rightly so, not that long ago, was in Harvard. They were doing, wanting to do a black mass at Harvard. Now, this is what's wrong. Harvard, believe it or not, Harvard was America's first school. Did you know that? And it was founded by a guy named Reverend John Harvard in 1636. And the school's official model was, listen, for Christ and the church. Not Satan and Satanism and Satanic black masses. Oh, but it's not even stopping there, folks. It's all over the internet. Certainly the movies and stuff. I don't even have time to get into that. Okay? But it's in the schools. It's going into our government. Listen to this. One man in Florida is seeking, quote, equal time in our government to open up the meetings in prayer to Satan. Think that's going to help anything out? Oh, by the way, who's praying right now against President Trump? Witches. But hey, don't worry. That's all make-believe. There's no spiritual war going on. They're just trying to get some press. Are you kidding me? But he wants to open up that intermediate, okay, equal time. And now statues of Satan are being put up in many of our government buildings, even in the Bible Belt. Why, quote, for kids to look up to? Statues of Satan. And we still don't think that we're in a war. We still don't think, 91 to 99%, that Satan is real. I mean, first of all, number one, listen and look at the Scripture. You cannot deny his existence without denying the Scripture, which last time I checked is not a good thing to do. Do you claim to be a Christian, give me a break. Number two, look around. There's a massive surge of worship and attention given to Satan all over the place. Okay, In fact, let me just give you some news clips. In fact, the news is starting to blow the whistle on how bad it's getting this rise of Satanism really is. Let's take a look at that.
1: This lady in a black robe came forward with this little baby. I had my incredibly sharp knife.
0: I would strap the animal into the middle of the pentagram. There were things here that weren't quite as they should be.
1: And she just laid it on the altar. And then I just cut its head off like that, suddenly. Then the high priest just cut the baby's throat off. They taught me how to kill someone. There is a new tenant gaining a lot of attention north of Houston. The Greater Church of Lucifer is celebrating its grand opening later this month on Main Street
0: and Keith Street in Old Town Spring. Chaos and controversy caused a slight delay at tonight's Pensacola City Council meeting. A leader from a satanic temple gave the invocation. The invocation started by David Sore, a representative of the satanic temple. It's the largest public satanic ceremony in history happening right here in Detroit.
1: The lines ran along the graffitied walls, at least 100 people eagerly waiting for what's been kept well under wraps.
0: It said, uh, "Dress like an animal or wear horns and
1: tails. Some drove in from as far as upstate New York to see the Satanic Temple unveil a nine-foot-tall bronze statue of a goat-headed Satan. It just seemed like it would be a historic event. A New York-based Satanic group wants to put a Satan statue on the grounds of the Oklahoma State Capitol, and it has now unveiled drawings of the proposal. So, here it is. The statue features a bearded goat-headed demon sitting on a throne with smiling kids next to it. This year, a new book filled with games and lessons about Satanism could be distributed to students attending public school in Florida's Orange County. The 10-page Satanic Children's Big Book of Activities features characters named Annabelle and Damien, who demonstrate rituals to explain Satanism. It's called a Satanic Black Mass, and it's about to happen at Harvard
0: University. A Harvard University student club is hosting a Satanic Black Mass reenactment to celebrate witchcraft and satanic worship a seventeen-year-old boy in houston texas will be charged as an adult for the rape and human sacrifice of a fifteen-year-old classmate of his who he killed in a quote satanic ritual so that he
1: could quote sell his soul to the devil where is the dividing line between something which is a bit of a giggle into full-blown satanism something about sacrifice if you do it once You want to do it all the time.
0: All religions are coming around to Satanism. We're in the very throes of a new satanic age. The evidence is all around us. All we have to do is look at it. But That's just it. We don't want to look at it, do we? Not a couple. Not some fringe group. 91 to 99 percent. Don't confuse me with the facts. Isn't that wild? But I don't know about you, but it looks like the Bible, certainly the societal... Satan, Satanism is on the rise, and that's the irony, isn't it? The Bible says that's exactly what's going to happen in the last days, right? And and the the verse that I quoted in Revelation 9, that's in the seven-year tribulation. Folks, demon worship is all over the place. And so to me, on the one hand, it's a little bit exciting, because if that's going to happen in the seven-year tribulation, how much closer is the rapture of the church which takes place prior, uh, prior to those events taking place? We don't know the date nor the hour, but folks, that's getting close, okay? But it looks to me, again, folks, it's according to this, it's on the rise. It's not a figment of their imagination. All those people making the news, or that guy up there saying the prayer, the people doing the, the, the black mass, the coloring books in school, did you catch that for kids? Is this just a figment of people's imagination? It's just people are just trying to scare society? No, this is really going on because there's a real devil, a real Satan, a real evil one, okay? And it's a serious threat. And and, and if you don't think it's a serious threat, then let me go even a little deeper, if you don't mind. And let me share with you, not just that these guys are surrounding our society on the internet, they're coming into churches, we'll get to that later, Lord willing. They're also in the government, they're also in our school system. You don't want to be around when these people do what they do. And you certainly don't want these people taking over your society. Because what they do is sick, it's evil, it's twisted, it is demonic. Okay, Let's take a look and what do these people do when they get together? And yet they're flooding our country, and we act like it's no big deal. Let's take a look at that. First of all, why do people go there? Who in their right mind would go down this route? Well, every one of these things I'm about to share with you is a failure with all due respect of the church. The church should be pulling people to Jesus Christ, but because we're not, people are backing up straight into the occult. Because they're looking for it somewhere. And the first one is this, the mysteriousness of it. Is what they say. Hey, we should, there should be something mysterious, something wonderful about you and I as Christians that should be drawing the loss to us, but they don't. So they go somewhere for that. And one guy says, hey, basically, it starts out mysterious, but it leads one-way ticket to hell. This guy said this, Tony. He said, at first, I thought I'd be a Satanist on just a philosophical level, but I could feel Satan wanted me to go on to a bigger level, to sacrifice bigger animals, and then maybe to humans, and maybe even my own life. Why is he there trying to uh, incite that guy to commit suicide? Because he's what? He's a murderer, and he's been one from the beginning. You know my testimony, and I'm not glamorizing this, but when I was 16, 17, when I prayed to Satan, myself, and made a pact, that's the lie. He already had me, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay, but within three months, what happened to me? I tried to OD twice, and I shot myself once in the chest. That's to whom we have to deal with, folks. He's real. It's not a game, okay? Another reason why people go into it is the instability of our world. You today are looking for answers in places they normally wouldn't go. Can't find the church. Church is all about uh, just putting your feet up and have a high self-esteem and learn how to be successful. And everybody's fake and phony. There's no substance. And so they're going somewhere for it. The unusual pressures of society. Stresses as the breakup of family. Changing social customs. There's no truth. It keeps changing with the wind. The cries of the church is irrelevant. The erosion in, the, in our government and the political. And, and they're breaking under load. They're going somewhere uh, to alleviate the pressure for reason. Extreme loneliness. Listen, the feeling that no one cares may lead people to become involved in the occult. I've we, we talked about this before. M- remember I tell you a story Brandy and I? One time went to a church service for three months in a row. Not one time did anybody even say hi. <laughs> we took a shower. I'm telling you we took a shower. I was even tempted to change toothpaste. I chew gum. People are lonely. If they can't find friendship with us, they're going to go elsewhere and they're going into the occult. Mysticism, the influence of Eastern religions in America, like yoga and all that other stuff, Hinduism. Uh, increase a psychic phenomena you get that even with some of the charismatic fringe groups mind-expanding drugs people are now saying marijuana is Okay, that's a mind-expanding drug. Hello, and they turn to that it encourages them to go down that mystical route. Uh, music glorifying Satanism and has occult themes. Hello, that's one of the reasons why I went down the route I did before getting saved and listen fantasy role-playing computer games It ain't just Dungeons and Dragons like it was back in the 80s. It's even on people's cell phones the apps the computers Oh, it's no big deal. We all know it's make-believe. Well, some people take it serious. And Satanism is another way to amass personal power. That's why. And the decline of the family. This is sad. Traditional family unit of dad, mom, and a child or two is only 11% of American households now. Can you get that? 90% of American households, there is no traditional family unit. It's totally destroyed. And one Satanist said, quote, if I had a close family relationship, I might not have gotten into Satanism. Listen, there was an absence and Satan filled that. How sad is that? Hey, how many you guys have been married for 20 years or more? Stand up. Hey, give them a hand, folks, because this is, this is a, an anomaly in today's society. And this is how you may be it, and this is how it should be, especially in the church. We should be leading the way by example. Christ can keep your family together. Christ can fill that hole in your heart, but it's not happening today, and so they're getting backed up into that. So that's how they get into it. Well, where do they meet, folks? How do you know? Where are you going to find them at? Well, first of all, abandoned churches, that's a favorite for obvious reason, because they do anything to counteract and mock Christianity, Jesus Christ. We'll get to that in in, in a second even more. Uh, In cemeteries, of course, mountainous areas, and even where? Desert areas. Don't kid yourself if you don't think it's going on here in Las Vegas. It is. Okay, Beaches, uh, abandoned buildings, wooded areas, basements, under bridges, uh, in parks, and business location after hours. Now, that's where they meet. When do they meet? Believe it or not, they got their own calendar. And I'm going to go through this. It's graphic. Okay? I'm just going to rip through it. This is not their whole calendar, but this will give you an idea. When they get together, they're not playing Parcheesi. Okay, this is evil, it's sick, it's twisted, and they do this annually, just like we have potlucks on a regular basis. This is what these guys are doing. You don't want these people to run your society. January 7th, they have what's called St. Wine Ball's Day. That's a blood ritual, an animal or human sacrifice, and dismemberment. They chop the bodies up into pieces. Okay. Then it goes into the satanic revels. They have these several times a year. This is the first one in their calendar. It's a sex ritual, ages 7 to 17, and it has to be a female, is according to their uh, ritual. Then they have an abduction ceremony. They have these periodically throughout the year. They go and they abduct people. They hold them, okay, and then they sacrifice them later for another service. And folks, all those people, with all due respect, I'm just going to spill the beans. On the milk cartons and the posters, not everybody just ran away. These people on a regular basis several times a year abduct people for their ceremonies for human sacrifice. And we want these guys to have coloring books in our schools. We don't take this serious. What more is it going to take before we wake up? on what's going on. But even during that, they have a sex and blood ritual, again, human sacrifice. Then it goes into uh, St. Agnes Eve, that's a casting of spells. Uh, mass. that's their big one. That's where they bring in the animal and human sacrifice uh, for the uh, abduction. There's another satanic uh, revels that they have and towards the end Wall Walpurgis Day. That's a blood ritual. It's a communion of blood and another dismemberment of body parts, any age, uh, St. Eichstock, that's a blood ritual, it's also the drinking of human blood for strength and paying homage to demons, as they make that connection uh, even stronger, they believe, also March 20th, spring equinox, that's a sabbat, or what is, literally means a witch's festival, that's an orgy ritual, any age, male or female, human or animal, so bestiality as well, Good Friday, again, they mock everything we do, everything that has to do with Jesus Christ, they mock. And they twist and pervert. That's the day of passion to mock the death of Christ. It's a blood ritual. And of course, it's a human sacrifice on that day. And of course, guess what? A male. Only a male because they're mocking Jesus Christ and same thing with Easter Eve day another human sacrifice adult or male On that one now they need to abduct some more people so that's what they do during this period go abduct more people for future sacrifices and it has on the May 1st and April 26th through that time frame that's called the grand climax that's another sex ritual of females then it goes into their middle of the year this is a big day this is the first day of summer we just passed this event on their calendar summer solstice that's when they have their initiations into the coven they got the new members are initiated. they got an orgy ritual and again human and animal sacrifice. Back to the demons revel. Once again, they commune through blood with the demons of any age. Uh, July 20th, they have another abduction ceremony for the grand climax. Another one coming up right here, which is five weeks, one day, to the day uh, of the summer solstice, a human sacrifice. Female, child, or adult, on that one. Lamas, or Sabbat or Witch's Day, it's a blood ritual. Again, human sacrifice as well. Back to the satanic revels, there's your sex ritual, 7 to 17, female only. Bartholomew's Day, that's a great fire festival. And September 7th, Marriage to the Beast, that's a sex sacrifice and a dismemberment. Listen, who do they dismember? An infant to 21 years old that they will dismember. The date varies on September 22nd. That's another big one. That's the fall equinox. That's an orgy ritual any age. October 13th to 30th, this is the big one. I mean, there's several big ones. I've already mentioned them. But this is Halloween, Sam Haynes, All Hallows' Eve. This is a big one for them. Okay, And it starts off here early because they need to abduct people once again. For human sacrifice okay october 13th why because that's backwards of the 31st 13 31st is what's going on there and then it's a satanist high holy day the 20th through the 30th it's a blood ritual human sacrifice every day uh, in those days. Uh, then uh, coordinates to the 31st, All Hall- Hallows' Eve, it's a night of blood and sex associated with demons, human and animal sacrifice. The very next day, they keep it going. November 1st, is High Holy Day, related to Halloween, a blood ritual, human sacrifice, again any age. Back to your satanic revels, the sex ritual, age 7 to 17. And December 22nd, listen to this, is sick, winter solstice, this is another big one on their calendar, sabbat, which is fest, it's an orgy ritual of any age, male or female, and they culminate On December 24th, deliberately mocking the birth of Christ, on Christmas Eve, it's a tradition for Satanists to give one another body parts from a male baby. And we want these people, with all due respect, opening up the prayers in our government. We we think it's their right to put a statue of Satan in our government buildings. We think they have the freedom of speech. You can't pray to Jesus. You can't pray to God. But we want them to have coloring books to learn about Satanism and to pray to Satan in school. Are you kidding me? We're in a war. And most of us are just saying, don't confuse me with the facts as our society is burning up. It's crazy. Real quick, these are just what goes on. What happens after all these calendar events are over? Here's what they find. This is just one example, folks. Just one. And first of all, why do they do this? Because they believe Satan's a liar. But they believe that when they do these rituals, it'll put a magic shield around them and their followers, and it'll protect them even from bullets. Doesn't work, okay? But that's what they believe. That's part of the seduction, the lie. Okay, the remains what they find is sick. Okay, Uh, one example is here. They found a. This is police when they found this place. This is just one. Found candles, kettles full of body parts, animal bones cauldrons uh, containing brains, hearts, other organs of victims. Uh, victims' brains were cut out, put on a fire, mixed with blood, herbs, rooster's feet, goat heads, and turtles. Uh, the bodies, the, at the, just this one location they found the remains of 13 males. One was as young as 14 years old. Uh, the victims had been slashed with knives. Others were bludgeoned to death. Uh, one had been hanged. Another was set afire. Two were pumped full of bullets. Uh, another one had been tortured with razor blades, had their hearts ripped out. Almost every single one of them had been completely mutilated. But don't worry, these people have every right just like the Christian to enter all levels of our society and it's perfectly fine. 91 to 99% of the church is laughing right now. You're just an alarmist. You're an extremist. Don't you have better things to talk about? We're losing the war because we don't know who our enemy is. And we don't know who the enemy is is because we refuse to act like he's even real when he is. The whole time, the biblical proof and the societal proof is screaming out to anyone who would deny Satan's existence. Are you nuts? Look around. The world is falling to part. How many times you hear the old phrase, hey, the world's going to hell in a Ferrari? Why do you think so? Because hell is real and so is Satan, who is duping people to deny and reject Jesus Christ. Now, here's the point. For those of you who are sufficiently freaked out at this point, anybody? I think I've done my job well. What do you see next week, Lord willing, with demons. I want to share with you some good news. Now, here's the good news, okay? Uh, this is serious stuff. This is evil. This is really going on. I am not trying to glamorize it. What we got to do with the facts? But I'm going to share with you some good news. The Bible says that you don't have to be afraid of any of this activity. You don't have to be afraid of the devil himself if you're a christian now if you're here today and you're not a christian you need to not just be afraid you need to be very afraid because you are in a heap of trouble and you better get saved right now through jesus christ before it's too late because the enemy can mess with you all he wants until he's blue in the face but if you're a Christian, then all we got to do is go right back to the Scripture. And what does the Bible have to say about our condition in having to deal with this enemy even today? 1 John 4, 4 simply says this, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them through Jesus Christ. Because greater is he, Jesus, who is in you, than he, Satan, who is in this world. Jesus is greater. We belong to him. He's inside of us. Number two, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. If you're a Christian, you don't have to be afraid of the devil. You don't have to be caught up into that. But at the same time, if you're not, you better get saved right now. He is alive and well on planet Earth. We're not in a cakewalk, folks. We are in a war. This is serious. And I'll say it again if you're here, I, I don't know your heart, but listen, you better get saved. And you better get saved right now. You need to realize the devil's already got you. There is no neutral ground. Well, I'm not like, you know, uh, Pastor Billy and one of those freaky Christian people. But at the same time, I'm not those people on that list who's sacrificing animals. I'm just in this middle ground and I haven't made up my mind. And of course, I talk in a deep voice and do this. No, there is no middle ground. Jesus said, you're either serving God. And if you're not serving God, the whole time you think you're in this middle ground and you're not a Satanist, the devil's already got you. Do you get it? That's the lie. The only way you get out of the clutches of Satan and him being able to have a heyday with you is when you surrender to Jesus Christ and get free. That's it. And when you become a Christian, the devil can't touch you without God's permission. Even this former devil worshiper found that out the hard way. Watch this.
1: My father sighed. It was all witches and warlocks we were, we lived on witchcraft we lived that we had a contract direct with the devil himself my father was i remember when i used to when i was when i was younger like eight nine years old i would see him going to the room to, to worship the devil and i could feel the presence of the devil come into that room and my father would worship and speak in tongues and demonic tongues and and worship and put flowers and put candles and put water out at seven o'clock at night to five in the morning i was ready going to demonic, to demonic church. I was going to witchcraft church. I was, it was, I was being trained to be. I was being trained to be a a, a, a warlock. I was being trained with witches that were in the in the religion, for thirty years, forty years, fifty years. They were training. They was training me to learn how to speak to principalities, spirits in the ground, the devil himself. You couldn't speak to the devil right away. You had to earn your right to speak to the devil. And the first mass killing. The first mass killing that they did in my neighborhood was in this house right here. The husband stabbed the lady 52 times and cut her ears off here. And then me and my brothers were hanging out with their daughter and we came to the house to, to, to walk them back home to, because we were hanging out with the daughters right here. And uh, and, and the daughters found their mother cut up to pieces here in this house. I was at the age of 13 years old. I was astral projecting my body. I would leave my body home and go to Regents and go into the Spur around and curse Dark side, curse neighborhoods, curse put spirit of prostitution, spirit of drugs into the neighborhood, homosexual spirits here, demonic spirit here, spirit of murder, spirit of suicide. I know how to channel all those spirits into the neighborhood. At the age of 15, 16 years old, I was going into hospitals and putting death in ICU, death in one room so this person could die because I wanted to be promoted with the devil to move up the ranks, to be the biggest devil worshiper in New York City. I, put devil, I, I would move principalities on that region to control all demons on the ground, to operate, to, church, to cut down the church, to cut down the, the, the growth of the church, to cut down the the, the, the opportunity for people to get saved. Mm-hmm. If I tell you I was gonna kill you in 30 days, you prepare your funeral, you was gonna die in 30 days. If, if you, I don't care who you were, I don't care who you knew, I don't care what you you call yourself, if you were Catholic and you say you were a Christian and you say you were a believer, I was gonna kill you unless you had a real relationship with Jesus Christ. So when the lady came to my house, I said, I'm gonna charge you $10,000, I told her. She killed the lady. She said, sure. She said, i tell you what, I know you, you've been good to me, I go to your house parties, give me $7,000, I'll give you 30% off. I said, I'll kill her, i give me 30%, percent i take 30% off the 10, give me, give me 7000 So when the lady was gonna leave my house, she said, by the way, she's a, she's a Christian. She said, the lady's a Christian. I said, I'll kill her for free. I said, I don't need the money. I said, I'm going to kill her for free. I'm going to teach these Christians a lesson that they're, they're going to learn. I'll kill her for free. I told them, I don't want your money. I'll kill her for free. So I did the voodoo thing. I did the, the witchcraft thing. And 21 days went by. The lady didn't die. Uh, 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 a month went by. The lady didn't die. And, and I was like, wow, you know, what's going on? I mean, my reputation's online. So I called the devil. I called the demons. That was I was son. I increased the, the witchcraft. I increased the witchcraft. To, I doubled the witchcraft on it so she can die like overnight. Nothing was going on. Nothing was going on. I was home at night and the devil shows up and I feel the presence that the devil comes into my house. And then uh, the devil told me, we have to abort the plan of the lady that you want to kill. And I said, well, why would we want to abort the plan? My reputation is a lie. I'm a witch. I'm a, I'm a warlock. If I don't kill the lady, they're going to think that I don't have any powers. The devil said, you don't, you don't understand. The God that she serves said, don't leave her, leave her alone. Don't touch her.
0: You know what he just quoted? 1 John 4, 4, greater is he, Jesus, that is in me than he that is in this world. Even a former devil worshiper found that out the hard way. Christian, what's it going to take before we wake up? I hope we here at Sunrise are not a part of this 91 to 99%. I don't need to freak out. I don't need to be afraid. The scripture is very clear about that. He can't touch me as a Christian without God's divine permission. Read the book of Job. Same thing going on there. He found it out the hard way. But at the same time, we got to get our head out of the sand and stop acting like this is not real. But again, hey, listen, I'll tell you this. If you're here again, I'll say it again. If you're here today and you're not saved, you need to realize the devil's already got you and you're fair game. If that guy back in the day, he's now a Christian, praise God, okay? If he wanted to put a curse on you and to kill you, he could. Because you as a non-Christian have zero protection. That only starts the day that you're indwelt with the Holy Spirit of God which happens when you cry out to Jesus Christ and ask Him to forgive you of all your sins, not one second sooner or later. Come to Jesus Christ before it's too late. Folks, if we're here, a Christian today, it is the time to get our head out of the sand? It is the time that we stop being ignorant of the devil's scheme, as Paul says and prayed for for the church? There's a war going on. It ain't just abroad. It's right here in our own country. It's a cosmic battle for the souls of men and women. All around us, the stakes are at high. There's millions of lives at risk. And if we're going to win this war, then we, the American church, once again, we need to shine for Jesus Christ. This is no time to be denying the existence of Satan. We need to wake up. The alarm has sounded. We're under attack. It's the satanic war on the Christian. Don't let the enemy get you. Amen? Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. Are you sure that if you were to die today that you go to heaven and not hell? Now, before you answer that, let me uh, share with you a couple of things that the Bible says. The Bible says that God is holy and that we are not. And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death. We don't deserve to go to heaven when we die. We deserve to go down. We deserve to go to hell. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this problem that we have, that we're separated from God not only now, but we're going to be separated from Him for all eternity in a place called hell. We we, we don't even want to admit that. So once again, out of love, God gives us what's called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were God's x-ray, if you will, divine x-ray to to get us to admit the problem that we have inside that's separating us from Him. Let's take a look at a few of those of God's divine x-ray. For instance, if you think that you're worthy on your own, you don't need a savior, uh, you're going to get to heaven all by yourself, then let's take a look at God's test there. Uh, The the Ten Commandments. The ninth one says you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. Uh, How many of you have ever told a lie before? Raise your hand. Okay. Uh, If you didn't raise your hand, you just told one. But Folks, we've all done that. That makes us a liar. The Ten Commandments, God's x-rays showing us that we have sin that's separating us from Him. We're not holy and perfect like Him. The fifth commandment says this, you shall not steal. Don't ever once take anything without permission. How many of have ever done that? Well, if we're not going to tell another lie, we, we should all admit that as well. Well, that makes us a thief now. The Bible says that God is so holy, uh, even his name is holy. And that's why the ten commandments says you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And if we're honest again, folks, hey, a lot of us, how many of us have used the blessed name of Jesus Christ? The only name, the Bible says, under heaven, that men might be saved. We've now turned it into a common cuss word, if you can believe that. The Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy. The Bible also says, hey, show, you want to show God you're so perfect, you have no sin, then don't ever once commit adultery. And you might say, well, I, I've never done that, really? Jesus lays the standard before us. God looks at the heart, man looks on the outside. Jesus said if you ever looked with lust in your eye at another person, you've committed adultery in your heart. That's His holy standard. One more, the Bible says, okay, you think you're so good? Uh, then don't ever once commit murder. You shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I, at least I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible again says that the sin of hatred, wishing someone was uh, dead, is akin to the sin of murder. It's just, if you will, you pull the trigger in your heart. So, so, so how are you doing? That's just five out of 10 of God's divine x-ray, by the way, uh, showing us the problem. How are you doing? Not if, but when your time comes, we're all going to stand before God. You'll be forced to admit what he already knows. Hey, God, let me in. Let me in. I'm I'm a a liar. I'm a a thief. I'm a, a, a blasphemer, an adulterer, and a murderer. And the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. You're not headed to heaven. In that state, you're headed to hell. But here's the good news. God said if we would just admit this. Number one, then he could fix it. And it gets fixed only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the life, and the truth, and nobody comes to the Father but by me. Why? Because only Jesus lived the perfect life in our place. And Jesus died on the cross. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be set free. And since we weren't there, and since it's a gift and we can't earn it, we have to receive that wonderful gift by faith. And the Bible says God will pardon us for our crimes, our sins, against Him. And you can actually see this analogy working uh, in the natural, in the normal world. Uh, we see this actually uh, in the courtroom. For instance, if a person is guilty and, and everybody knows they're guilty, they've committed a horrible crime and, and, and the, the sentence has passed, the judge has knocked down the gavel and says, hey, uh, you are going to jail. You are going to the death penalty for that crime. And we know that people, that happens all the time, and they go to jail, but believe it or not, did you know there's a way for that person, even though they're guilty, to actually be set free from that crime? It's called a pardon. And the one in authority, the governor, has the part out of mercy, out of goodness, certainly nothing that that person did in jail. They can't undo the crime. It's too late. But out of mercy, the governor could go down there and grant that person in jail a full pardon. For their crimes and by receiving that pardon the doors come open and they are set free and they're rescued from the death penalty. Folks, that's what God is doing every single day with us spiritually. He has allowed His Son Jesus Christ to take the death penalty in our place. He's pardoned us, but a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it. And it's actually been on historical record that there have been people on death road who a governor has gone down out of mercy and extended to them a full pardon, but they've rejected it. And by their own doing, they went to the death penalty. Folks, don't make that same mistake for all eternity. God loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done, all of it, even the sins we don't even know about. He wants to pardon you and forgive you, but you must receive that by faith today. The Bible says if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you call upon his name, ask him to forgive you of all your sins, believe in your heart that God raised him from the grave, you will be saved. Please do that now. Please do that today because tomorrow may be too late. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries. Again, thank you for joining us. If there's anything that you need, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. Our information and number and Uh, Things will uh, pop up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you
1: in heaven. God bless.